Hello, hello, and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Raziel. I got my man Mitchell Tennis, and we are here giving you our favorite game stacks of the week. We're going to go game by game in the NFL. Week 13, all the plays we like, all the plays we don't, and maybe a couple other fun things involved as well. Mitchell, how are you doing today, buddy? We're doing well. We're ready to grind another week of football and see if we can see if we can make some money. And then after we're done here, I'll be finishing my MMA article. So make sure to check that out as well. Hell yeah. Mitchell's going to have us on another MMA article. We have a new member of the team as well. Cody shout out DFS prodigy. He's going to be helping out with the MMA side as well. So we'll see a video from him and you can catch both him and Mitchell in our expert discord chat. And Mitchell, I don't know if you know, but we decided we're going to keep calling it an expert discord chat. Cause that's what it is. But we realize some people don't know what an expert chat is, and some people don't know what Discord is. So C and I, we went, we put our brains together, and we decided the easiest way to explain our expert Discord chat is it's an instant messenger for sports where we help you win money. How does that sound? That's that's, that's as easy as I think we can get it, right? Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. <laughs> Perfect. Love it, love it, love it. So you make sure to go to windailysports.com backslash chat. You can get seven free days in that instant messaging sports chat where we help you win money gotta love it so easy so we are going to be rocking as i said we're going to be talking week 13 we have an 11 game slate we have two monday night games a sunday night game and a tuesday night game this week so while we had wednesday day football which was sweet this past week we don't have thursday that game got moved to tuesday gotta love the nfl for whatever the hell they're doing at least we get football that's the only thing we're worried about so we're going to start here with the Sunday main slate. First game on tap, we have the Cleveland Browns traveling to Tennessee. Currently, the Titans are favored by five and a half, so that line's actually come down. It was six earlier this week. Over under a 53 and a half. That is a lot of fun. That's the kind of game that we like to see. Mitchell, talk to me a little bit. I mean, is it? it, it's it's December, right? Let me check my watch. It's December, so do we just kind of plug Derrick Henry in and build the rest of our lineup from there? I like this as a game stack a little bit too. Baker down at 5,300. I think they could really play from behind in this game. And then obviously Jarvis with his first game last week with decent weather. We said then obviously you'd run that back with Henry. And I think he could go the other way and go with Tannehill and either A.J. Brown or Johnu Smith and run it back with Nick Chubb, possibly, especially if I know Kareem Hunt's listed as questionable, but I think he should play, but especially if Kareem Hunt's out. Yeah, I think I think everybody's going to go to Derrick Henry, and understandably so, but Nick Chubb has been a monster this year. The touchdowns haven't quite been the same as Derrick Henry's, obviously, but Derrick Henry has like three touchdowns in three different games this year, so obviously the dude's doing his thing. Nick Chubb has five 100-yard rushing games in six games this year. Uh, He's played in seven. He got hurt in the one. But in in the other games, he has over 100 yards in all of them, which is just absolutely incredible. So the dude has been an absolute monster this year. My season-long team really does appreciate it. And all that with Nick Chubb, or I'm sorry, with Kareem Hunt also in the backfield. Like When you put all that together, this dude, if he got a full 25 28 carries a game dude's putting up 200 yards i don't even think it's a question so 
it is what it is, obviously. No, that was kind of fun. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you were on it, Mitchell, but Sticks told everybody on the Wind Daily team, make sure you put your January mortgage on Jarvis Landry over 49 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, we hit that pretty easy. So make sure to be on the yeah. lookout for uh, some of those prop bets that we get on the weekend as well. Those are a lot of fun. Um, Are you surprised at all that this game is five and a half to the Titans? I, I feel like this should be much, much closer. Maybe some, Vegas knows something a little bit more than we do, but it seems weird to me. That's when I got a little interest in Baker. I think it's, I think it's pretty close to right on. I think Henry's going to pretty much have his way, and the Browns are going to play from behind. That's why I was interested in Baker. So, I guess it doesn't really surprise me. I love it. I love it. I love it. You're the smart one, man. Not, uh, not me. That's not what I'm here for. All right, let's move on to Indianapolis and Houston. Indy is traveling to Houston. They're three and a half point favorites total of 50 and a half right there. No Will Fuller, no Randall Cobb, uh, no Bradley Roby on the other side of the defense. I don't know if that makes anybody else enticing over there, but it's got to be pretty hard to play Deshaun Watson when his weapons are Duke Johnson and Brandon Cooks, who's on his like 18th concussion at this point. Hopefully he's okay for the rest (laughs) of his life. Uh, Is there anything that you're really liking from this game? Oh, and Jonathan Taylor is coming off the COVID list. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw that. So. I don't like much from this game, especially with Taylor coming back. You might have had a little interest in the running backs. Cooks' projected ownership, I see, is at about 30%. I think you could take a shot at Cutie at 3500 if you want a salary saver. But otherwise, yeah. You could look at this too. Jordan Aikens possibly get some more targets then. But yeah, other that's kind of throwing darts at the wall at that point. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, know yeah. a lot from this game. Yeah. Anything on the pass catching side from the Colts, Trey Burton, that dude just, I mean, he gets like a catch and a half a game. Somehow he gets that rushing touchdown. So that's always nice. He's pretty cheap. Anything on the other side with Houston's defense being that bad. Right. I like, you could look at Pittman before last week he had, he scored 19-15, and last week, even though he only scored 4.8, he still had nine targets against Tennessee. The thing that scares me with them, though, is with this Houston offense where it's at, I, I don't know how much Indy's going to be throwing the ball. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a weird game. I mean, you lose Will Fuller. It's just – it's. It's so fitting, right? Will Fuller's finally healthy for a season. It's like, oh, well, uh, it makes sense, obviously, because we'll look at that. He's been taking uh, PEDs the whole time. That's why he's healthy. Well, yeah. Surprise, guys. Then just went off Thanksgiving Day, right? Yeah, right. I love it, man. I love it. Made a lot of people a lot of money. They threw up the deuces. Says, all, all right, right, I'll come back next year. Sounds good, man. Do you? I mean, it's the NFL. It's not like the MLB where you take PEDs and you're the devil. It's just like, all right, we'll Rest up, man. We'll see you next year. year. (laughs) Really all it comes down to there. Um, All right, let us move on. We have the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to New York to take on the Jets. I'm looking at the line right now. Raiders are favored by eight and a half over under a 46 and a half. So not too much there. Josh Jacobs, um, I think he's going to play, but it doesn't. It's uh, it's a little little worrisome. Um, I think we have Sam Darnold. Honestly, I don't think it matters. Oh, and Frank Gore starting again. Who the hell cares? Um, anything from this game at all? Call me crazy, but I might. I have a little interest in Frank Gore at forty-four 
I'll call you the, crazy. The, That's fine. Deal. Done. You're crazy. The, <laughs> the Raiders are ranked 30th in rush DVOA. Gore got three targets, 18 rush attempts last week. Uh, scored 11 points, fantasy points. If he gets in the end zone, he's looking at over, over four times his salary. And then you look at the week before against the Chargers. He scored 15 fantasy points, uh, and that was when he scores rushing touchdown. He also had 15 carries, two targets there. So against against this Raiders team, it, I I don't mind Frank Gore at 4,400. Is there anything on the other side? Are you interested in in Darren Waller or maybe a Nelson Aguilar, Henry Ruggs kind of thing? Yeah, I don't mind running back Waller at 6,100. He burnt a lot of people last week. I think if I believe Aguilar I saw was also questionable, mm-hmm. and uh, sixty one hundred for Waller against this Jets defense who ranks dead last in pass DVOA, I think I think would be another nice spot to go with this game. Not too shabby. Weird game. I think the Raiders should cover, but man, I would not be surprised. I I think the Raiders win, but I would not be surprised if the Jets end up covering that game somehow. Let us move on. We have a battle inside a dome. Gotta love that. We have the New Orleans Saints traveling to Atlanta. Line at two and a half to the Saints right now over under a 45. That's so low for a Saints-Falcons game. It's insane. It's... um. We just saw this game. We literally just saw this game two weeks ago. Taysom Hill, his first start, he did solid. He had a long touchdown called back. There was a couple things. I think it was better than just the stat sheet would say. And then last week, Taysom Hill looked like dog shit, but like that game sucked. So we really can't say too much about that. This game, it's at 46 is super low. Like it's just very confusing to me. Usually this game, you should see around 60 points. I find it hard to believe we're only going to see about 40. So what are your thoughts on the Saints? Falcons game. You could you can look at Taysom, I think. He's I, I feel like he's got a safe floor, obviously two straight weeks, two straight rushing touchdowns. And he looked he did better passing in the in the Atlanta game against that the that Atlanta secondary. They've given up the second most fantasy points to QBs. Uh, per game this season. So I think you can look at him and really you don't really have to pair him with anybody. He hasn't, there hasn't really been one guy that stood out. He takes, we've seen he's taken some value away from Kamara. He's all the way down at 7K now. And then is Julio still questionable, right? Julio is questionable, but he did not practice today, and this is the recording on Thursday. So it does not right. look like he's going to play. I think Ridley was limited. Uh, yeah, Ridley was limited. Julio did not play. So I assume Ridley will be in. Uh, Michael Thomas is questionable, too. I didn't notice that. Uh, limited on Thursday. He should be fine because I think that just is – they're just kind of resting him up because he's been isn't, weird all year. But Isn't Gurley questionable, too, or is he – I think Gurley's questionable, but I think they're going to do everything they can to not play him because he's right. pretty bad. Uh, Gurley did not right. practice Thursday, excuse me, Thursday, so I don't think he is going to be playing either. So maybe a little yeah. Brian Hill, Ego Smith. Yeah, I think this Atlanta pending pending who plays. I think it's hard to play too much from this Atlanta team. I think if Julio is out, you could look at Hayden Hurst, four K. 
with Julio out last week, he saw eight targets. I think that's probably the only spot that I'd look for Atlanta, pending Julio Jones. If Julio yeah. Jones plays, I like them receivers a little bit more. Yeah, that that uh, definitely makes it interesting. Uh, let's move on. This is another divisional game. We have the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears, two just really bad teams. Uh, that's really all we can say about it. We did see this game week one, if I'm not mistaken. We had a nice Bears stack, and it kind of worked out. Mitchell Trubisky, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, that dude is just an absolute monster. Mitchell Trubisky is back. Took him a couple games, but he looks like he's going to be the starter this week in uh, Chicago against the Bear, or hello against the Lions. Bears favored by three, over under a forty-four and a half, so not that high. Don't think there's going to be too much offense. Kenny Galladay, I'm just going with the assumption that he's out for the rest of the year at this point. Why even bother bring him back? Uh, and DeAndre Swift, I think, was taken out of concussion protocol, so there's a good chance that he could potentially play this weekend. Talk to me. Anything from this Bears? Lions game. Both these teams suck. Let's just start with that. I do like Allen Robinson. Um, we look at De- Detroit ranks 28th in past DVOA. Robinson, although he did have Trubisky back last week, he saw 13 targets, eight receptions, two touchdowns. And against against this line secondary, I like I like that. Obviously, David Montgomery is looking to be pretty popular. I see he's projected at 36% ownership at 5,500. I don't hate that against this Lions team. I think I'll still be underweight compared to the field on that. Stay not touching the QBs. You can maybe look at some of these Lions receivers. For some value, if you want. Other than that, don't don't love this game that much. Yeah, nah, it, it's not. It didn't have the sexy appeal. Uh, I did week one, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, hey, it is what it is. Let us move on. We have Jacksonville. We have Minnesota. The Vikings are favored by 10.5 points at home with an over-under of 51. There we go. That's nice and fun. We finally got back into the 50s. Adam Thielen is off the COVID list. Justin Jefferson is an absolute monster. DJ Chark should play. Dalvin Cook should play. And it looks like Mike Glennon will be starting for the Jags. And it's interesting because they have Gardner Minshew priced up more than Mike Glennon. So if you're in a real bind going up against a bad secondary... Maybe, maybe some Mike Glennon, but I probably wouldn't suggest it. Uh, Dalvin's was projected at 30% owned Ooh. at this price again. Yeah. Henry, Henry is Henry is at 7%. I think That's you can weird. play Dalvin. It's just, it's a high price. I the spread is this is eleven or ten and a half, I believe, right? Yeah, That's ten and a half. So, if the Vikings really want to make the playoffs and they're winning this game, you could see. I think you could see Madison a little bit more. I don't. If we keep feed. I mean, we've seen Dalvin on the injury report, and he's missed some time. 
due to injury, I mean, we feed him the ball 30, 35 times a game. That's one of the nice things about him. But I think in a, I feel like softer matchup against Jacksonville, I think there's a possibility we could see more Madison here. And then looking at the Vikings receivers, Jefferson got a price bump a little after last week to 6,900. Thielen is supposed to be back, so I don't like that price as much, even though he's facing the Jaguars. I do, I do still think he can get there facing the Jags, but I just think with Thielen being back, it's not the price bump and Thielen coming back hurts Jefferson a little bit. And then the Jaguar side, uh, if they're play, if they're going to be playing from behind, you can roll out Glennon at 40, 48. If Chark plays at fifty four, this at fifty four hundred, this Viking secondary has shown that they get. Uh, beat up against the pass. They've given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I, I think I think you can look in this look at this game in different in different ways. But I just don't like the Vikings receivers too much. Yeah, I mean they are pretty expensive. Justin Jefferson is an animal, but as you said, he got that price bump, so that's not really helping our cause too, too much. It's interesting, right? Like if the Jags are projected to be down, most of the game end up losing by 10. They're going to have to throw the ball. Maybe it's they're down because of Mike Lennon, but you know, there's still that opportunity that he goes out there and relatively slings it. And man, I just, every time I see a picture of him, I honest to God, forget how friggin' big that guy's neck is. Like, it's insane. <laughs> I, I see, you see the jokes, you hear the jokes, you see all like the people making fun of him, but then you see it and it's just like, how is that possible, dude? But Hey, shout out to him. He's been in the NFL for however many years, made millions and millions of dollars. So you know what jokes on us, Mitchell jokes on right. us. Uh, let's move on. We have the Cincinnati Bengals and the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by 11 and a half, so a little bit more than the uh, Vikings. But this over-under is set at 42 and a half, so they don't think nearly as much scoring is going to be happening here. What are your thoughts? It looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick will be starting. It looks like Miles Gaskin has the opportunity to come off IR and most likely will. Um Outside of that, everyone seems to be healthy. Any uh, any thoughts on this game? Because, I mean, Miami could just run away and hide. I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all, especially with Fitzpatrick starting. Yeah, it's, with Gaskin coming back too, I think that might even limit Fitzpatrick's upside in some of these receivers as well. Gaskin was starting, obviously had the lead back role before he went out and looked pretty good and was – got two rushing touchdowns out of his last three games before he before he got hurt. I think the Bengals receivers are interesting due to their price. I don't love who's their quarter who their quarterback mm-hmm. is obviously, but you got T Higgins down here at 4600. Still caught a touchdown last week. Before before his game against Washington, and even against Washington, he had 10 targets. The last time he scored uh, below 15 fantasy points was, let's see, week four against Baltimore, I believe. Yeah, week five against Baltimore, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just, just with, with the price point, 
I just, it's hard to, it's a hard, that's hard to ignore for me. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, he, they are super cheap, but as you said, who the hell's throwing them the ball? I think it's, uh, um, Brandon Allen, if I'm not mistaken, is throwing them the ball. So yeah, it's a, it's a little disappointing. Wish Joe Burrow was still there. Wish him the best wish him well, but this game, I don't really want too much to do with this game. I think this is a perfect spot for the Bengals to somehow cover and it's going to be the under and it's just not going to be fun. And especially for DFS purposes, I don't think there's going to be too, too much fun in this game personally, at least I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't love much. I, like I said, T Higgins really interests me mainly because of his price point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably not going to have too much ownership either. Uh, so if you want some ownership leverage, I think that will help a lot. So uh, before we get to the 4 o'clock games, we have four more games to go. We want to give a shout-out to our brand-new sponsor, Manscaped. We appreciate the heck out of Manscaped. Support for Win Daily is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family, Jules Mitchell, they obsess over their technology and develops to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. So Mitchell, I'll be honest with you. This is just me and you talking, right? Just me and you. I am terrified of shaving my balls. I am not going to lie. I'm terrified <laughs> of it. I hate it. It's a scary thing. I did it once in college. There was blood. It was a mess. It was terrifying. I never did it again. Somehow found a wonderful girl ended up getting married, but there has been one common complaint throughout our relationship. Now I'm not going to tell you what it is, Mitchell, but I'll just <laughs> let you go ahead and guess what it is. So, um, thankfully Manscaped was kind enough to send me one of their lawnmower 3.0s and it is incredible. Not only is it incredible, it's actually kind of fun. Like it gave me something to do while I was just kind of getting ready before the shower. Like I had the ability to do something. So I was like, you know what, let me just, let me just crank this one out. Uh, you know, have a little fun there. And it's after kind of using it the first time, it's like super safe touch due to their advanced skin touch technology. It's incredible. And I just went to town, man. I absolutely went to town. I got up all under everything and in between all those uh, nooks and crannies, as they like to say, man. And it was it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I used to hurt myself. I did it. I'll be honest. I didn't used to hurt myself because I just never used to shave my balls. But now I can do it. I can feel comfortable about it. I can feel safe about it. And I'm very, very grateful. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineer team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever they just released it as i said their lawnmower 3.0 the third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade so you're not gonna hurt yourself advanced skin safe technology pioneered specifically by manscaped it's absolutely incredible when i tell you it's premium i mean it's premium at 90 minutes just in case again first time i used it took a little while didn't need all 90 minutes but i'm not gonna say i didn't need an 89 Thankfully, that battery lasted the entire time for me. It's waterproof. You can go in the shower after. It's, just a, it's, it's a process, right? So, you know, you got to shower off after that. And actually, they have like this sweet little like LED light on it. Uh, so, again, as I said, you got to get up into those nooks and crannies. They let you see everything. Some things you want to, some things you don't. Upgraded to 7,000 RPM motor with QuietStuck technology. So, you're never, ever going to hear it. And it's got a sweet charging stand. It's actually, uh, you, you can just kind of put it right on your your 
your uh, your vanity right there. And it's a USB charger. So if you want, pop it into your work laptop, charge that bad boy up while you're there. Go home and do what you need to do. So if you're listening to me talk right now, I want you to experience this firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. You can get 20% off and free shipping with promo code WINDAILY at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off free shipping, promo code WINDAILYMANSCAPED.com. One last time, 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code WINDAILY. It's the holidays and your balls will thank you. So we really do want to say thank you very much to our friends over at Manscaped. So Mitchell, I'll be honest with you. I didn't ask you about you shaving your balls this time, but I do promise you the next time we do the show next Thursday, I'm going to be asking you. So you better come with a pretty good story. So very, (laughs) very excited for that. All I know is I got to get one. You heard it here first. I love it. It makes shaving your balls fun. It makes it fun, man. I promise you that. Manscaped.com. Thank you so much to them. Manscaped.com. Promo code WINDAILY. 20% off and free shipping. So let's get back to what is at hand. We have my New York Giants traveling out to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seahawks are favored by 10 points over under of 47. Giants are going to be without their quarterback. I'm not going to say star quarterback but he's their quarterback he's not going to be there daniel jones is most likely going to be out he has a little hamstring problem i'm of the camp you know what let him sit for an extra game we don't really think we're going to win this game too much anyway chris carson is questionable and we kind of saw he didn't get it was essentially a 50 50 timeshare with him and carlos hyde it looked like uh on the monday night game which was interesting wayne gallman is still the starting running back for the giants there uh, in terms of other injury news, I think uh, nothing really too crazy, nothing out of the ordinary. Greg Olson went on IR a couple weeks ago, whatever. Um, anything from this Seahawks-Giants game that you're liking, loving, or trying to stay away from? I don't love much from the Giants with, with obviously, Jones being hurt. Um, Galman, I think he's priced appropriately at this point. I mean, he even 94 94 yards, scored a touchdown last week, and he did good good enough for his price point, but I'd like a little more, and I think that's his ceiling, and Seattle is much better against the run, as we know, than against the pass. If you want to look at some of these Giants receivers, obviously Seattle's given up the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers, Although I don't love Colt McCoy throwing to him, and the Seattle is bringing, has been bringing a lot more pressure with Jamal Adams being back and being up around the line of scrimmage. So I don't love the Giants, but I think you could look at some of the receivers, Darius Slayton, 4,600, if you want some salary relief. They're going to be low-owned due to having Colt McCoy, but like I said, the Seahawks have given up the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. And if you're averaging per game, they are ahead of the Falcons, who is second worst by over by nine fantasy points per game. So it's a lot. That's that's yeah, that's an that's that's a good spot to look. Ingram is uh, priced near five k at forty nine hundred with the new QB. I don't love that. I don't. I think you could look at these Seattle wideouts. They don't interest me a ton with Metcalf at 82. 
I think I'd rather spend a little more to get to a receiver that we're probably going to talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. It's yeah, they're so expensive. It makes it really difficult. The Giants' pass defense actually isn't too terrible either this year. The Giants' defense yeah. in general, outside of those first couple of games, has no. been good, good, not great. You know, and I'm honestly, I'm okay with that. I thought they were going to just be abysmal this year, so it's kind of nice. Uh, I will say, if there's one person that can probably break that, like, uh, yeah, it's DK Metcalf. I don't think that's a question. We just saw what he did, Darius Slay. I don't think Darius Slay is as good as everybody else does. Um, but I still think he's a solid. I think he's a solid cornerback, so you can't really complain about it. And uh, yeah, he just put him into the ground. So I would like to see more of that from DK Metcalf. Dude is an animal, so it is fun to watch. But yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna try and stay away from this game with that big of a spread. Not really understanding the the running back situation either out of Seattle. Yeah. Kind of makes it difficult to really you know, just, pick a, pick a nice spot for it. Like you said, that running back situation. I just wanted to. Hyde did did get some goal line work too in mm-hmm. that last game against Philly, so that that just interests me less with Carson, and he's projected pretty decent ownership. I got him at twenty five percent right now. Yeah, I think I think that will start to move in the direction of Carson a little bit more. But I mean, the Seahawks again, if they do what they should do in this game the goal would to be, Hey, let's not play Chris Carson dudes, obviously coming off an injury. So let's not mess with that too much. I think they're going to want to kind of leave him aside and win the game with let, let Russell cook, as they were saying earlier in the year. Uh, let's move on. We have a nice little NFC West matchup. We have the Rams. We have the Cardinals. Rams are favored by two and a half points in Arizona. Got a little dome game going, which is always fun. 48 is the total. What are you thinking? Kyler Murray, not on the injury report, very clearly injured though. So, I mean, I guess it's not injured enough. So we'll see what's up with that. Larry Fitzgerald is still on the uh, COVID-19 list. He might be able to come off, I think, by the time this game starts. But this should be a fun one. Hopefully, I mean, Vegas doesn't think it's high scoring. I want it to be, but it should be fun either way. What are you thinking for this game? Yeah, uh, Hopkins is obviously likely to be covered pretty often by Jalen Ramsey, 78. Christian Kirk interests me at 5,200, especially if Fitzgerald's out. And then you could look at India Sabella if Fitzgerald's out at 3,200. I don't like this running back situation really either. Yeah, for the no, Cardinals. I... Don't think I mean for either side. I don't think you can touch any of these running backs, right? You're right. literally just playing Dra- roulette I mean, at that point. Right. Drake has Drake has to get a touchdown or maybe even two, really. He he just he gets the carries but not the yards and Edmonds mm-hmm. doesn't get the carries, gets the yards. We know how that goes. But I like Goff here. Fifty eight hundred, below six K against this Cardinals team. Kyler's hurt, but the Cardinals, he's, he's still going to have to score points against them. Uh, their receivers are pretty fairly priced, too. You look at Cooper Cup, 6,100. He just two games ago against Tampa Bay went off 11 receptions, 13 targets, 25 fantasy points. And then, obviously, against Miami, had 21 targets, 11 receptions. For sixty one hundred, I just think Cooper Cup's too cheap, and I'll I'll pair him with Jared Goff this week. And you could even their top two receivers get so much usage. You can put 
Robert Woods in there too in the same lineup and have um, Goff, Cup, and Woods. Yeah, I, I would even say Josh Reynolds potentially. He's actually yeah. been getting a significant number of targets. Last couple of weeks has only been six, but the weeks prior, 10, 9, and 8. So, I mean, he's clearly getting some run at the wide receiver spot down at 40. What is he, 4,300? So, if you're looking for a little salary saver, um, you know, he's obviously an opportunity there to be able to, to snag him. And if you want one of those other wide receivers, run it back with golf. You still have that opportunity. Yeah. Something. I am curious to see how hurt Kyler is. Uh, as you said, for the running backs in Arizona, you kind of need them to score those touchdowns. And Kyler's real good at vulturing those touchdowns. Yeah. So it's again, it's kind of like playing a bills running back. You know, there's a really good shot. Josh Allen's just going to go and take that thing from you anyway. So should be a fun game. Uh, a lot of playoff implications, which actually is kind of cool. So oh, yeah. we'll, uh, yeah, we're starting to get there, man. Week 13, only a couple weeks left. Um, fantasy playoffs one week away, which is fun, but the, uh, the real NFL players are coming up right around the corner. Uh, let's move on and start talking about that wide receiver. You like just a little bit more than DK Metcalf. We have the Eagles. Traveling to Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are favored by eight and a half points over under of 48. So not too, too big. I guess you're on the Devontae Adams train, it sounds like, huh? Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers. If we just look, he played Chicago last week, had his fewest attempts, pass attempts this season, and he still scored 26 fantasy points. And... He's priced at 6800 I don't – he's too cheap. Aaron Rodgers is. He hasn't scored under 23 fantasy points in six straight weeks, I believe. Uh, yeah, he's only scored under 23 fantasy points twice this entire twice, year. Twice, yeah. <laughs> and one of those times was a 19-point performance, so it's not like it was that great, but it wasn't that bad. Either. It was just the one game against Tampa Bay where he was terrible. Every other game, man, he's been pretty solid. Yeah, and – He's, and then if you pair him with Devontae, oh yeah, I was going to mention Aaron's ownership. His ownership right now is like four to five percent at this price too. Love it. Give it to me. Now we'll go. Yeah, now we'll run to Devontae. Nine uh, K. Lazard did get hurt and didn't return last game, and I saw he's been questionable and limited in practice this week. So if he's if he he's out, he did he did get a touchdown last week. So if he's out, it makes me like Adams a little bit more. Adams is at 8% as far as his ownership goes. And if Lazard does miss, Valdez Scanlon showed that he stepped up at 4,400. 4, so that's that's where I'm looking with the Packers. I think you can look at Tanyan even at 3,700 at tight end. The Rodgers just... Like last week, he only had 200 passing yards, but he had four four passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So he's only had two games this year with under three passing touchdowns. And in one of those games, he got a rushing touchdown. God, I love it. Um, what about the Eagles side? We do have Zach Ertz coming back. He should be active. So you'll have Goddard, Ertz, and honestly, Richard Rodgers. Uh, shout out to Richard Rogers. Also could be a Richard Rogers revenge game. Richard Rogers caught the first Hail Mary, the one, not really the first, but he caught one of Aaron Rodgers' Hail Marys, comes back last week, ruins the spread for everybody by catching another one. I don't know. What about that? I mean, are you, I mean, that means you have to believe enough in Carson Wentz to 
that he'll actually be able to get the ball to somebody <laughs> is how how much do you believe in Carson Wentz that he can get to the, get the ball to one of his receivers? Rieger and Goddard have just really been the only two that get consistent enough targets. I you look at the other receivers, they're you know two three targets. They're really kind of rotating them pretty frequently. And then you add Ertz to the mix. Obviously, it's another guy. It's just I don't love any of these guys. I don't like Carson Wentz. I just I, I don't like Philadelphia's side side of this game. It's, and then you look at Miles Sanders. He only had what was it six carries I think against Seattle, and then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. didn't get any of the passing down work. So if they do fall behind, he's likely to not play. So it's just they they have so many guys that they play, and now the receivers are getting healthy, and Alshon's even been getting snaps. I just, I just think it's hard to pick out a guy from the Eagles and be like, yeah, that's the guy that's going to do it, you know. Yeah, Doug Peterson's a terrible head coach. Uh, Miles Sanders, really, really good, just does not get the ball ever. <laughs> There's multiple games where he has under 10 carries, which makes absolutely no sense. Only gets a couple targets a game. Uh, I don't know. I had it on SiriusXM, take the under on his total yards, which I think was like 1,500. And I, I mean, yeah, I think I think we're, 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 we're pretty confident in that one right now. At least I am. So, yeah, especially at 6,700, I think there's a lot more that you can do at running back uh, above or below his price, uh, especially because I don't think yeah. you're, unless you're Dalvin Cook, you're not really, yeah, the Packers defense you can run against, but I don't see Doug Peterson being smart enough to do that. I think he thinks, hey, let's have Carson <laughs> Wentz get his shit kicked in some more. So we'll see what happens there. Because again, all right, just going to the next game, New England and the Chargers. I mean, you could get Eckler at 7,100. So why yeah, would you I not just take him more for $400 knowing he's going to get like 15 friggin' targets? But um, let me just get the spread for that game. Minus one to the Patriots. So it's essentially a pick em, over under 47 and a half. Um, Anthony Lynn's a bad head coach. Bill Belichick's a good one. So I think the Patriots win this one. But again, I mean, Austin Eckler at 7,100 after what he did the first week back. It's like, hey, give me 16 targets, 11 catches for 85 yards. I mean, that's just that that right there is enough put on the fact that he'll, you know, potentially get a touchdown or another 44 rushing yards. I mean, that's pretty solid right there. That's after saying they're going to ease him back in. So I'm yeah, right. just see what his workload this week is. No, but if, if we look, week two against KC is when Herbert played for Tyrod. They mm-hmm. didn't obviously practice that week together. And then we look at week three against Carolina. Eckler had 11 targets, 11 receptions. The next game he got hurt. And now we look at last week. He had 16 targets and 11 receptions in, with Herbert. Again, it's just too hard to ignore that. It's, I think his, his floor is, too, is pretty safe even with his pass catching and pass catching ability. It's it's hard for me not to play Eckler, and especially if he's going to be 7% owned. I, I like that. You can look at Herbert in this game, too. The Patriots have been bad. They rank 30th in, in pass DVOA and 28th in rush DVOA, and they're 31st in worst total DVOA. So you can look at Herbert, too, at 6,900. You... 
it's hard for me to pair Herbert with anybody other than Keenan or maybe Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. The volume, the the volume for Eckler and Keenan Allen is just so massive. It's hard to it's hard to really look anywhere else on the Chargers. To you. I I do think though. I mean, pairing Herbert with Eckler isn't really that bad of a strategy, right? Like no. he's a, a Christian no. McCaffrey light, so the dude's gonna get, as we said, sixteen targets a game. There's a good chance that he can run one of those bad boys into the end zone. It's a catch, yeah. and there you go. Herbert gets the yards. He gets the uh, the touchdown as well. So I think that there's a lot of opportunity there. You usually don't see that, right? You usually don't stack your quarterback right. with your running back. But in this case, I think it makes sense. And as you said, unless you're playing Keenan Allen, if you're just playing roulette again with all those other receivers, does Guyton get one for 75 and a touchdown? Does Mike Williams get three for 80 and a touchdown? Nobody knows. You have to watch the game. That's why we play it, right? So... Uh, one thing I will say, Bill Belichick, we usually, I mean, the defense hasn't what it hasn't been what it has been this year. Obviously, I don't think that sentence really made sense, but I know you guys know what I'm talking about. And right. so usually he can say, let me take away one person. And I would say that's probably going to be Keenan Allen. I wouldn't yeah. even be surprised if Keenan Allen still gets his eight catches for 80 yards just because he's going to see such a huge, huge share. And if not, all right, Stefan Gilmore can only cover one guy after that. Right. Like it's, there's only so much you can do. So could be a fun one definitely could be a fun one the chargers will lose because anthony lynn sucks but it could be a fun game <laughs> i don't know we got cam newton on the other side it's true his stat line i want to read it for everybody and i want to make sure i have it yeah. correct because yeah. uh, it was hysterical <laughs> from last game nine for 18 for 84 yards and two picks so and they won nice. and they won and they won the game last second field goal. He had 5.9 <laughs> fantasy points. Uh, so yeah, it kind of makes sense that his price is 5,800. So yikes, but that is it. That is our breakdown. We went game by game. We gave you all of our favorite plays for DFS, all of our favorite stacks. That is what we are here to do. Thank you again to our friends at Manscaped. Make sure to tune in next week because Mitchell's going to tell us about shaving his balls. But Mitchell, before you do that, where can everybody find you on the internet? At Mitchell Ten One T H O E N N One on Twitter, at Mitchell Tennis T H O E N N E S on Instagram, and in the Discord chat at Bomb Carlo Fifteen, I'll be in there probably tomorrow night and up until UFC Lock. Love it. Yes, Mitchell has a sweet UFC article coming for us. He's done pretty good the last couple weeks, so we thought, you know what, man. Keep running with it. Let's keep winning some money. So we do appreciate him there. So make sure to get into that expert Discord chat if you haven't already. Again, it's our instant messenger chat where we talk about sports and help you win money. WindailySports.com backslash chat. You get seven free days in that bad boy. Make sure to follow me at Michael Brazil one Make sure to follow us at Windaily Sports. And again, one more time, thank you to our friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Use promo code WINDAILY for 20% off and free shipping For Mitchell, for myself, for the rest of the Wind Daily Sports family, we hope you make it a very profitable week 13 of the NFL. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.